Forward Podcast, yeah. Turn what? <laughs> Standard attention. I was a drum major. I used to say things like that. But I was like 17, so I wasn't quite as manly as I am today. Whatever that means. <laughs> Come on, man. We're marching. Marching on. Marching on. Louisville City continues the fight after an unbelievably massive win against a tremendous opponent. Whew, that Charlotte team was loaded. Man, oh, man. But we, we, we fought it out, tooth and nail, and we got a big win. Cam Lancaster with yet another late goal. That's his thing in the playoffs. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. Unbelievable. But wait, there's more. The United States men's national team winning last week in, in, in playing the best they've played in, I would say, at least seven, eight years. It's been that long since we saw anything that good out of this team. Holy crap. At least not, I'm not even sure it was that good. They were phenomenal in Cincinnati. We didn't let the, uh, the, the the losing in Cincinnati didn't scrub off on them, thankfully. Okay, today, this is being recorded on Tuesday. So, yeah, there was a draw. We'll talk about that, too. But I'm not forget that. I don't care about that today. I want to celebrate. I want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? Happy's fun. I like being happy. Everybody likes being happy. I think most people do anyway. We are in the midst of coming back, folks. That's also to be celebrated. Isn't it? I think so. I'm enjoying life again. Maybe we all will. Come on, let's march along. It's the best piccolo part ever. Listen. It's like a little birdie. That's an awesome part. Go on, man. Anyway, all right. John Philip Sousa, Stars and Stripes Forever. We're gonna put we're gonna put old Mister Sousa away here. It's a great march. He was so good at that. My dad loved Sousa. Anyway, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville, Racing Louisville, and Louisville City FC, as well as the men's and women's national teams. And uh, man, we got some stuff to celebrate here. I didn't even mention, let's start with this. I didn't even mention it. I apologize. We have a huge match here in Louisville on Saturday, the NWSL final uh, between Chicago and Washington. Thank God I don't bet because let me tell you something, I would have lost both of them. Man, a little bit of a surprise, but that's great. Already 9,000 tickets sold. That is amazing. I wish I could go to that. I got to miss that. I got to miss the Tampa game. I don't Anyway. Um, it's going to be unbelievable and it's going to have a, you know, this will probably be the best atmosphere I would assume, or one of the best atmospheres NWSL has ever had for a final anyway. And then we move on obviously back to Louisville city with a huge, huge win against a monster opponent. You got to give Charlotte their credit, man. Um, that was a, there, there were some half the starters are MLS quality. Um, you know, people that played in the prem and, and, and in France and golly, man, um, and then we have the national team, at least last week, doing something they haven't done in years and winning this huge match uh, against Mexico and Cincinnati and, and doing it in style. And, and 
you know, one and a half good halves, I would say, <clears throat> in that game. And guys like Timothy Way just absolutely exploding and doing incredible work. Um, okay, yeah, today was the draw against uh, against Jamaica, and we'll talk about that too. But that's okay. I'm not going to let it dampen my spirits. I'm in good spirits. And you know what? While I'm in good spirits, let's do five tings. That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes of USL slash NWSL slash national teams coverage? It's the only place in the universe you're going to get this. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> okay, who's ready? Five things. Here it is. Number five. Brr. It's freaking cold, huh? <laughs> We're tailgating and everybody's like shivering. But hey, there's beer. And I'll tell you what, man. It's kind of hard to sing when it's cold. But we got through it. Drummers got through it. You all got through it. We had an amazing time. It was a lot of fun. That game was a lot of fun. Ooh, some crazy moments and Cam doing it again, right? I mean, golly. Man, it was a lot of fun, but it was cold. I'll still take 25 over 95. Number four, give credit where credit is due. Charlotte Independence. Folks, that was a loaded lineup that was well prepared. And man, oh man, what a that's a win. You know, that's a win. <laughs> we were kind of almost, I think, we were the underdog in that. And they had loaded with talent. Half the team is pure MLS talent level. No doubt about it. So give them props. You know, they came here to fight and they gave, a, they gave us a hell of a fight. Number three, surprise, surprise. NWSL. The final is set. Chicago and Washington. Uh, two teams that I didn't think were going to get in. I thought it was going to be the other two. Portland and uh, a Tacoma. OL Reign. Man, oh man. How about that? I bet you. I bet you. No doubt. NWSL is very happy. <laughs> They're going to have... The, the fan bases are closer. So, um, and plus 9,000 plus tickets sold already. It's going to be a great moment for the city, and hopefully it's a springboard for the league to push it to the next level. Number two, what the hell has that been? The United States men's national team putting in the best performance last week against Mexico that I have seen in a very, very long time. Timothy Way. I mean, we did that minus three of our big starters, too. Whew. Bodes well. We'll talk about Joey in a second. We'll talk with Joey. We'll talk about him. We'll talk. We could talk about him behind his back. <laughs> but number one, come on, man. Seventh heaven. Come on. Seven straight conference finals. I, it still boggles the mind because we have been lucky to witness this. And I said this in a little video that I did. It's, there's no doubt. Louisville City is the most successful professional soccer team in North America. Winning percentage, uh, fighting for championships, getting to conference finals. No one even comes close. Doesn't even come close. And this is against the toughest competition yet. We played two tough games, and they got a tough one coming up against Tampa Bay. So there you go. After all that, trying to process that, you know what you need to do? Here's what you need to do. Take a pause. And then enjoy it all. Folks, you got to enjoy life. Enjoy life. We're here. Man, cherish the moment. Seize the day. Carpe diem, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah man man oh man what a week and what a week coming up right what a saturday man oh man nwsl final here in louisville and our boys in purple playing in their seventh consecutive conference championship let's break it down with joey cecil okay now to uh, help us break down this carnival of joy and festivity is joey cecil joey how are you sir I'm doing good, sir. How about yourself? I am doing well, man. And especially after the vast majority of the last, oh, I don't know, five days or so, um, some some great things have happened and are going to happen this weekend. So I'm really looking forward to it. What do you think? 
Oh yeah, big time. You know, uh, before we even get started with with the talk of the Louisville City, uh, Louisville City Charlotte game, yeah, man. I gotta give a shout out to the Groove Machine. I was a backup. I'm the backup to the backup in Scouts House for the drums. Okay. And I think Braden dropped off a 3D printed drum. Yes, he did. <laughs> so, so, so I, I, had, I, I was called into duty, and I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. My arm still hurts from Saturday, <laughs> dude. I was following along, work. little. I was following along, little Nick, who was whenever he bat, you know, banged out a, a cheer. I was following along with him. Right. My arm still hurts. To I don't know you. how you guys do it. Well, it, you know, I'll tell you what. And the funny thing is, is that we've had. Um, Let's see. Rebecca really messed up one of her middle fingers last week, and then yeah. uh, I know uh, Jonathan messed up one of his left forefinger. I think he messed up, and Mike Ryan seems to do that every other week. <laughs> so uh, I, I I went oh. to bowl Monday night, and I just I, I I could not get enough KT tape on my right forearm. Oh, I hear you, bro. Oh, it was so so sore. Yeah. So shout out to you guys. I don't know how you do it. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it, brother. So and, going into going mm-hmm. into the Eastern Conference semis, mm-hmm. I got a stat for you. You ready? Do it. Three coaches, five different leading scores, two stadiums, a global pandemic, and among it, one constant. Louisville City in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's just absolute. I can't even. Seven. Still. Seven, it doesn't seem right to even say seven. Right. It doesn't even. Seven straight Eastern Conference Finals. Spoiler, if you didn't know the game, Louisville wins one nothing over Charlotte. <laughs> uh, but it's just insane. And. We had no changes to our lineup. Right. I think I think Danny's finally centered in on what he wants to do. Right. And early on, this looked like a carnival. The ref put himself front and center. What? An absolute yellow carded the first foul of the game. An abject disaster. He was five minutes in. Uh, and if Charlotte had won, if we had lost or won, I would have said the same thing. He was an abject disaster i mean it's it's and then we we struggled a bit early on in the game nile struggled a little bit he had a couple bad giveaways Mm -hmm. but i i I give it where it's due he also had a couple huge stops in our own box yep yep cutting off cutting off play and then we had another referee moment where there was a no call on the potential joe go penalty oh geez there was no doubt it should have been there's no doubt it looked no doubt from our end it was, and you know we're 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 crying bloody murders. We go, you just inserted yourself in the game, and you refused to do it there. Oh my god, it was just—it's clearly like anybody. Look, I I don't I don't know. It was it was a red card for me, and I'm like I always say this, dude. If it was us doing that to that player from oh, Charlotte yeah. in the exact same way, I would have said the yep. exact same yep. thing. Yep. And I don't want at to the ask, end of the day, mm-hmm. you just want good officiating. Oh, it was just it was not good at all. Too inconsistent. You know, uh, uh, and then we, we we lost the plot. He lost the plot when he yellow carded Nile. Yeah, well, that wasn't inst- just completely lost the plot. Mm. Um, you know, our attack in the first half really seemed to be targeting Ownby over the top. Yep. You know they they were pressing high and they were really compressing the middle. We had a lot of circulation between our four backline players, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like if we would get it to Toach, he would just start pinging them over the top, mm-hmm. and and we just couldn't in the first half could not find. That last last ball, that last finish. Right, right. Uh, you know, so we go to half nil nil, come back second half, had a couple painful misses from Paulo and Jorge. Yeah. But we were getting the chances. Yeah, we were. And it seemed like we were knocking on the door, but the problem with knocking on the door is you you're not in yet. Mm-hmm. Then they go down and I don't know where he pulled it out, but you know, Hubbard had save of the year. Yeah, that was an amazing save. 
Holy uh, crap. That was, and that was right in front of us. And it didn't look like it was going to be anything. And then the ball started to tail and almost felt like it was picking up speed. We're like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No foreshadowing. We could have used Chris Hubbard in other places later yeah. on in the week. Right. No foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. Let me, but, let me, uh, let me back up ahead. just a couple things uh, b- before we go on. Number one, going back to the first half a little bit, it seemed like they were exploiting our condensing of the back line a little bit because yeah. it seemed like they were really, they were putting, they were dropping some passes into the corners. Um, Jogo was tested multiple times. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you, if you caught that or, or did you see anything that had changed or anything like that? Well, well, no, it's just it's just natural. You're going to test the teenager. Right, right. Also, you know, he wants to get forward. He wasn't really given that opportunity, so it didn't make too much sense in testing him because he's in position. Right, okay. You know, he okay. didn't really foray up top, and I was kind of like, okay, if you just want to test the guy who's already at left back, <laughs> you know. You know, because be, beyond that laser beam shot that, that Hubbard saved in the second half, right. they didn't have too many great chances. No, they didn't. Uh, it no. seemed like they were willing to just press us and wait for a mistake, mm-hmm. uh, which very much surprised me with the attacking power they have. With the power they uh, got all over the pitch, pal. Let me tell you something. There's a know, lot of talent on that team. You know, D- Dane, Kelly, Dane Kelly had a jumping uh, attempt that went wide of goal that kind of put us on our back feet for a second, at least in Scouse House. Right. right. You know, like, you know. But yes. that, seemed to be their, that seemed to be their only real threat of the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- it was, it was, it was, um, it was, there was a lot of excitement. And they were very consistent, um, but I never, you know, look, it's it's a huge match. Teams are going to get chances on both sides. Sure. And, you know, so you can't sit there and say they got too many chances. They got an adequate amount of chances for yeah. what I thought was fair. Both sides did. I mean, it was a real brawl. It was a real even first half. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, score, you know, the stat sheet may not have said that. I think Louisville City had the better chances. They yes. had more of them. Mm-hmm. They just didn't finish them. Um, but, but in a game like this, you, you end a half nil, nil, and you're still kind of a little angsty about it, yeah. you know, yep. cause that, cause that means all, all there is in it might be a goal, right? You know, this, what, this didn't look like it was going to be a shootout. No. And I said, you know, we, we, we get to that second half, we get to painful misses by Paulo and Jorge right in front of goal. Yeah. Uh, then we get to the Hubbard huge save and then. Jogo finally gets the penalty called on a handball in the box. Mm-hmm. Still took a second. Yeah. Even though the guy's on the ground with his arm on the ball. Really? <laughs> it still took a second for the with, ref to point to the spot. And the thing that was important for me with that was that there was no contact from Jogo the second time he hit that ball. You yeah. know, he, he hit the ball or the ball, yeah. whatever it was, his arm impeded the progress of the ball. Same deal. If it happened to one of our guys, I would have been bummed out. But at the end of the day, I would have been saying to myself, you know what? I get it. By definition, Mm -hmm. that is a foul in the box. Yep. Which by definition is a penalty. Yeah. And then we had the circus that was this penalty being taken. (laughs) You had their keeper, Austin Pack, coming out of goal and just trying to destroy the penalty spot. Right. And getting yellow carded. Mm -hmm. You had... Human highlight reel of villainy, Enzo Martinez, just complaining the whole time. Somebody grabbed the ref from Charlotte. That mm-hmm. wasn't carded. Wow. And it just seemed like forever. I didn't see that. We were so we were so busy walking around just like panicked. We didn't, I didn't see any of that. Holy crap. Oh, no. It was right in front of us. And right. the whole time, there's just Cam standing with ball in hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just waiting for this circus to end. The consummate professional, bro. And he's waiting to go. Um... I forget one of the Charlotte players 
was yelling the whole time. It was somehow it was not Enzo Martinez. I don't know how it wasn't. Um, but one of them was yelling the whole time. He was yelling at Cam. He's yelling encouragement at his keeper. And then Cam steps up and dude off his foot. I almost thought he he skied it. I thought so too. I thought it was a three pointer. And then he roofed it, roofed it right in the top of the net. Mm. Ballsy move. 89th minute. That's your winner. Final score, one nothing. Man. And, and, and I, I tell you this, the better team won, but man, what a stressful game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Charlotte could have easily won that game. You know, you got guys that used to play in the Prem out there. Wow. <laughs> you know, from yeah. Leicester. And, 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 you know, Kevin. Oh, no, 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 two of them. Two, right. Gabriel that's right. Oberton was also yep, out there. Yep. From, from France. Um, I mean, you know, golly. the better team won, but man, what a stressful game. We had the better chances, we had more of them. Mm-hmm. Just came down to that one moment where I, I used to hate the chant, but I get it. The you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that guy did that. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, I got to say this. I was very impressed. Dane Kelly wasn't much of a factor. Right. You know, you only knew Enzo Martinez was on the field by whenever he was surrounding the ref yelling at him. Yeah. You know, uh, fun moment from that uh, was late in the game. A uh, member of the Louisville City front office likes to hang out behind the goals. Okay. He came to hang out. I will not name him by name. <laughs> he came to hang out behind Scouse House to watch the second half. And Andy and Scouse House turns around and goes, "Hey, you, you at the face, <laughs> it, you know, because I'm not, I'm not going to incriminate." <laughs> he goes, "Hey, you, if you. I jump the, if I jump the rail and go beat Enzo Martinez's ass, will I get in trouble?" <sighs> and, the, and and this, 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 this blacked out face gentleman, you know, the 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 yes. informant, the informant, yes. And he goes, eh, I'll put in a good word for you. <laughs> he he, he, did, he disliked this guy just as much. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And, um, and so, you know, you know, to, to be honest, Charlotte was not much of a factor in this game with all the attacking firepower they had. Which was unbelievable to me because, Joey, we've talked about this. We talked about how our defense has been the one thing that we kind of scratch our head at sometimes. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Not this week. I, I thought I was really, yeah, really impressed. Strong. You know, maybe Very it's just strong. communication and they cleaned up some issues that they may have had. Like I said, we saw there were a couple of errant passes in the back, but sure. you know, I thought it was better than than the couple that we gave up against Miami, which were sure. which were terrifying. Um, you know, and and I think I think, you know, it's just been it's just getting that continuity back there. Yeah. Um, and Hubbard has also played fantastic yes, in goal. Let's give him his props. That is very fair. Absolutely correct. He, he has covered a number of mistakes. Yep. Um also something interesting post game. Apparently there was a post game red card. Uh, I yeah, think that was, was Charlotte's coach. I, I'm, what I'm hearing is that was Charlotte's coach, mm-hmm. uh, which would be very interesting when or if he's going to serve that. Right. Uh, because there's talk that the independents may move down to USL League One. Right, right, right. And that's that. That's really what the squad, you know, I'd really never paid a ton of attention to Charlotte other than looking at some games last week. But the whole thing is, is that this squad's being put together. To be, they're going to move the whole thing to MLS. Yeah. So these these players, that's what, one of the things that I'm very impressed with with our guys, is that you know th- th- that these are these are players that probably are going to be some of them at least are going to be playing because half of these guys were development guys that they they loaned down to independence. Yep. And then you had you know you had all the other cats that that have played yep. professionally all over the place, and it was a very very dynamic team, a lot of energy, well disciplined. I mean they 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 could block shots professionally, man. I mean they were so astute at that. And um, they they just they were fantastic. I really, I mean, you know, this has been two crazy weeks, yeah. And, and they managed to pull out two wins, man. I, I'm two just very so, professional wins, right? How about the how about the quality of this league now? 
I yeah. mean, compared to four years ago, it's just it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, it used to be. It used to be. Oh look, we got the Bethlehem Steel coming. Right. Yeah, let's go three, four, nothing here. Right, right, right. You know, and instead it's been. I mean, while it's great for the league, it's bad for my blood pressure. <laughs> leaving these games till till this late. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's very good. You know, it's it's good to be. You know that that, that, that there just aren't walkovers. Right. Right. You know, you make the playoffs. You're a playoff team, dude. There's very few walkovers in our on our schedule now. There really are. I mean, oh. yeah, you know, even sporting. I mean, sporting beat us this yeah. year. Sure. You know, you know, and and, speak uh, of, and and we were in the toughest division in the league. Right. right. I'll fight that. I'll fight that to the death. Yeah, man. Speaking oh, no doubt. Tough, I'll tell you what. It's only going to get tougher. Yeah. It's only going to get tougher. Man, I'll tell you what, this game coming up, huh? Oh. We go to Tampa now, and we need to make them cry on their own field. Like they did to us last year. Yes. And, you know, you've got, you've got a very strong attack. Uh, Sebastian Guenzotti, bag mm-hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. You know, Leo Fernandez mm-hmm. drives their attack six and five, yep. six goals, or five assists. Got familiar foes, Duba yep. Dos Santos from the Rochester pit days. He must be, how, how old is he? Like 56? How long has this he, guy been in the league? He's been around <laughs> since soccer was invented. I'm telling you, he's been around since they didn't, they weren't able to put and air, all they figured out how to put air in the ball. Up top and be a redwood. <laughs> He is 32. Okay. That's, I, I thought he was we've also got We've also got Mr. Evan Loro. Yeah. Goalkeeping fame. Yeah. Can't get away from And, of course, familiar face, Lucky. 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 Um, I think he's been coming off the bench, though, recently. He has been. Mm-hmm. He has been. But uh, this is going to be a fight. got to have come off the bench. This is going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's this is the one I'm nervous about because no longer do we control our own fate on our own field. Right. Right. You know, yeah. we got to go down there. And I, you know what? Kudos to the team. Mm-hmm. I got to give kudos to the administration and the wow. team. I know, yeah. For doing all they're doing to get fans down there. I'll tell you what, that's about the most impressive thing these folks have done in a long, I mean, not that they haven't done impressive things. Uh, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But they, this is amazing. I, I mean, we're talking about yeah. hundreds of people being carted yes. down there. Yes. On their dime. I, jo- I joked with, I joked with man who shall not be named about that. <laughs> and he was like, eh, eh, well, yeah, well, we'll see about that. Well, he called my bluff. <laughs> And I was actually, I can't even go. I was before we even got on doing this. I was, I was, pay, I was uh, texting Belmonte, and yeah. uh, he, he, he's like, "Man, they're gonna have an, uh, they're gonna have an auction for some more seats there because some people can't go." I was like, "Brother, I gotta work. I yeah. can't go to the NWSL game. I can't if go." This to, was uh, like, if this wasn't Thursday to Saturday or Thursday to Sunday, if it was like Friday, right? I'd be in. Yeah, I still couldn't, you know. But 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 the two to three days, yeah, I can't do that. But you know what? Kudos to the administration for doing that. Um, that, that, you know, that's an amazing gesture mm-hmm. and, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, I, I, I want to say it's going to play a factor, right? you know, get, get down there and oh, having absolutely. someone vocal. Having that many people down there is going to be phenomenal. Um, but you know what? No, no matter what Saturday history has still been made. Absolutely. Seven straight conference finals. Mm-hmm. And as Antoine Hopeno tweeted, it is USL bylaws. If Niall McCabe is on your team, <laughs> You make the Eastern Conference Finals. You yeah, are man. you are you you are pushed in there. And I think that they've got obviously something to play for because they won the game here last year and didn't get a chance to play for the championship. So that's their intangible. Yeah. I mean, oh, playing yeah. in front of their fans certainly is an intangible as well. So they've got a huge intangible, but we've got one too. And Call that is game. they have been they need to prove I think this team really wants to prove it's the toughest one we've ever had. Because what they've endured the last couple of weeks and, and the strength that they've showed absolutely amazing peaking just yeah. at the right time. I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know how you feel about this. I mean, this is my last question about it. I think we match up better with Tampa Bay than we do with Charlotte. Yeah. 
Um, it's 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 no matter what at this stage, the right, tough right. out. Sure, of course. No matter, but I think I think we match up better simply for the fact that there's going to be that little bit extra motivation. Mm-hmm. Simply that, Whew. you know, right. um, just because of that. Man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And, it's, it's just and you know, rain or shine, history's been made. Mm-hmm. And speaking of speaking of Saturday and history being made, yeah, man. USL final being hosted at Lynn Family Stadium. Golly, it's amazing. Did you see the ticket count? I have not seen the ticket count. Nine thousand. How much? Nine thousand already. That's amazing. They're going to set the stadium record, and good for them, man. That's awesome. I think at one count I saw a stat that like only seven or eight states tickets had not been purchased in. Man, that's amazing. That is. And going into that game, you got Washington versus Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Washington down the rain, and Chicago took down the Portland Thorns. Yeah, and that's two two upsets to me. I, I mean, I, the Portland Thorns one of the favorites, supporter yeah. shield winners. Yeah. Um, you know, for the spirit, they're fueled by Ashley Hatch and Rookie of the Year nominee Trinity Rodman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have thrived despite being at the forefront. Yeah, I know. Uh, this manager dismissals and yeah. conversation around player safety. Yep. And you got the Red Stars, who are led by Mallory Pugh, who's mm-hmm. who was out last game due to COVID protocol. Really? I didn't. Okay. And mm-hmm. and Kalia Watt, who yeah. left the semifinal match in the twenty third minute mm-hmm. due to injury. Injury. So so she's playing though. Uh we don't know. Don't know. Okay. She left that match in the twenty third with a knee injury. Well, that's a blow. <laughs> and Mallory Pugh is in COVID protocol. We know mm-hmm. how that could go. Yeah. Um. So you know, at this point, if I got to pick one. I'm going Washington mm-hmm. for two reasons: Chicago's health, right, and just for the feel good. Yeah, man, I'm with you with you that. Know? I'm totally with you with that. Totally, no, I think with those you. players need that. Yeah, and I think the league needs it too, because I think this, you know, obviously the deal with Washington and everything that's happened with that front office, my own. But yeah, um, the league can use a monster, happy, feel good moment to finish this season because there's been so much shit. Yeah, and. Hopefully, playing this game in front of a sold-out crowd in a beautiful stadium, in in a in a neutral venue. One of the things I've always been impressed with, with that I've learned about this year with NWSL, the community that supports, they support the whole league. Yeah, it's like back in the day when I used to do this marching, this competitive national drum corps stuff. You know, everybody supported their team that they liked, but the community supported the entire activity. Yeah, and it's the same thing here in NWSL. It, it, the, the, you know, you, you'll see hundreds of likes on tweets from people all over the country for an NWSL team that's nowhere near any of them. You know, yeah. So yeah. you know, that's that. I think that that's one of the things that's really impressed me about this is as I've learned about this. And you know, how, you know, after the final in a couple of weeks, we can do a wrap up with all of that. But um, you know, I, I'm 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 really happy for Washington, and I am pulling for them. I am definitely pulling for them. In this game, and it's great to see that there's going to be some people here. It's a phenomenal number, yeah, thousand tickets sold. Golly, yeah, you know. And if if you want to try and say that that Louisville is not a soccer community or not a soccer destination, that's going to help prove you wrong right there. Hear that, Don Garber? You know? Stay away. Leave us alone. Oh, <laughs> you want to make me move to like Siberia? That's how. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, 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 oh. I'm and I'm happy. I'm really the folks that I know. They're going to be helping hosting both teams in the in the park. They're doing a six a.m. breakfast. Yeah. So there's going to be some drunk people at mid, at noon, <laughs> and they're all going to be ours. We're, we're going to teach some people what a mimosa is. Yeah, hear that, man. Uh, anything else you want to add on anything? 
No, I, I think that's got it for local. All right, brother. We are going to uh, come back with Joe in a little bit to talk about the national team. Uh, stick around, Joe. Yes, sir. Okay, before we get on with Joey and the second half of the show, uh, we haven't done Did You Know That in a couple of weeks. I think it would be kind of fun to do that, ladies and gentlemen. The best thing that happened on Saturday is that Enzo Martinez doesn't get to play another game this year. I am very happy about that. <laughs> Not a huge fan. Honestly, to be totally fair, he's the kind of guy that you probably hate um, if you're playing against him, but you love when he's on your team. If you're an older hockey fan, I'm a Devils fan, Claude Lemieux was that guy for us. When he was on our team, we loved him, but man, when we had to play against him, boy, he was chippy and dirty. But Enzo has to watch the rest of the year. So I decided, because he's, you know, he he has issues. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. I think Enzo has some issues. And man, he could be a, a little bit nasty, right? So I decided to come up with a little list. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you need to do. You need to get your pen, a pencil, an iPad, Whatever you use to jot things down, maybe even a quill. You know why? Here we go. Five people that were nicer than Enzo Martinez. Ready? Number five, Vlad the Impaler. (laughs) This dude was a badass. Apparently, he used to stick people on pikes. Come on, man. Relax. Life ain't that hard. And, And you know why I say that he's nicer than Enzo? Because Vlad lived in the 15th century. I mean, I'd be pissed off, too. (laughs) 15th century. They're not running water. I mean, come on, Enzo, you're living in the 21st century. Lighten up. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Number four, the Grinch. The Grinch is nicer. You know what? Because the Grinch had issues with people. Not so much Christmas, but did he smile at the end? And that's why I like him better. Because Enzo never smiles. At least the Grinch smiled and did something kind of nice or something. Did you know that? That the Grinch was nicer? I bet you didn't. Number three, Thanos. (laughs) Thanos was a badass, man. Made half the universe disappear with a snap of his fingers. That's pretty nasty. But you know why I think he's nicer? Because Thanos had a plan. <laughs> I don't think Enzo had a plan. I just think he's a prick when he wants to be. You know, number, did you know that? I didn't know that. How about number two? The governor from The Walking Dead. I say he's nicer. You know, now he was a badass. I mean, he, that was ruthless. <laughs> Chopping people's heads off and doing all kinds of crazy crap. But you know why he's nicer? Because you never knew his name. I don't even know what that means. I made that up. But, you know, he was kind of cool, wore some cool, cool stuff, and Enzo just dresses like a jerk. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. But the number the worst person, this was tough. But you know who's even nicer than, than Enzo Martinez? How about Mike Callahan from uh, from, uh, from, uh, from uh, Richmond? He's nicer. You know why? I mean, the guy that took out Guy Bend and he never played again. Here's why. Because right now, Mike Callahan is probably out uh, bagging groceries someplace. Whereas Enzo's still playing. I don't know, man. But those are five people that I think that are nicer. Did you know any of that? I bet you didn't. There you go. Enzo Martinez. Uh, have a snack, whatever you enjoy. Maybe an apple. <laughs> Some Fritos. Whatever it is that you eat. I have no idea. Chips. Um, maybe uh, uh, Cheetos. And Enjoy the rest of the season, pal, wherever you are. Okay, let's welcome Joey back. Joey, um, I have to be honest with you. Um... It's been a long time, at least after last Friday night, where I have felt this good about the national team. And I'm talking many years. Um, what an amazing event with players playing their heart out yeah. and deserving the win, man. I, I just, yeah. I, I was ecstatic over it. I just so happy to, to see that. 
So uh, it was just yeah, it go ahead. A, man. It was a statement game, mm-hmm. you know, for a team that let's be honest, this was not our strongest starting eleven. Right, right, right. We, right. It's a, it, we were playing with the cards that were dealt. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a couple interesting starters in our starting eleven. You know, Zach Steffen got the nod and goal. Uh, to clear up our right back situation, DeAndre Yedlin out of yeah. the three choices, right. and then Walker Zimmerman was paired with Miles Robinson mm-hmm. at center back. Right, right. And you look at that lineup, and the first thing I thought was just keep the game tied until Pulisic comes on. Right. <laughs> you know, just keep it a game. Right, right. You know, and we came out aggressive. We took the game to Mexico. Yes, we certainly did. It shocked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a pretty even first half overall. You know, you would say with each side having fair chances. Uh, but it was just it was it was it looked like a completely different side than right. what we'd seen in previous World Cup qualifying games. Mm-hmm. You know, we came out, we were assertive, we were aggressive, and I honestly think we caught the Mexicans off guard. Yeah, man. I tell you what, the first thing that I in that first half was the absolute emergence of Timothy Way. Yeah, who was this, a beast this window, in this match. This window was his coming out party. Golly, you know, uh, he. He, he's he's one of the rare people we have on this team mm-hmm. who have that 1v1 ability. Yeah. And it's not even just taking people on and out dribbling them. Mm-hmm. It's if you give me a look at the goal line, if you give me a look at the end line, I'm getting there. I'm getting right. there ahead of you. Right. And he just has that he has that ability to break people down mm-hmm. and be able to get his 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 cross away right. or get his pass off. And and it, it's it's something that we we've, we've been lacking. Uh, mm-hmm. In this side for a number oh, of years, yeah. it's been a lot of team goals. Yep, absolutely. Not a lot of individual brilliance. Yep, I totally agree with that, one hundred percent. And he's got that, mm-hmm. and he would show it in the second half, especially. Right. But before we get to the good, we got to address the bad. Sure. Which is how the hell was Checo Rodriguez not red carded? <laughs> That's the most unbelievable. For whatever he did, first he rode Brendan Aronson like a horse. Right. It was unbelievable. And then gouge, try to gouge Gouge's his eyes face. out twice. <laughs> twice. You know, the most insane part of that is we got more yellow cards in that encounter. Right. Right. We got two of them. Zach Steffen got one for running 60 yards to defend his teammate. Right. And I guess it's just instinct that Weston McKinney's somewhere nearby and mm-hmm. he's going to get one. And now he's suspended. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Rodriguez last and it's just a yellow. Yeah. It just didn't. I don't know what it is that we cannot get a Mexican player sent off when they physically abuse a yank. I hear that, brother. This is now like three straight games, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, well, maybe it's because he didn't, he didn't choke. choke. Maybe they were twice. ready for the choke. <laughs> Somehow, though, that's a positive. Right. Weston McKinney <laughs> went through a game without getting choked. Jeez, so let's flip, let, let, let's flip the days since incident card up in the Mexican locker room up to one mm-hmm. for Weston McKinney not being choked. Right. We're right. on a one-game streak. Mm-hmm. But then we take the incident board back down to zero because we tried to blind Brendan Aronson. Jeez Louise. I, I just, I and, never, I, I mean, <sighs> I mean, you say you're kind of used to the cat. And it reminded me that first half reminded me of prize fight, a good prize fight, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, a lot of probing, you know, some good, some yeah. good shots, but it, that's what it reminded me. Just a good old fashioned prize fight. And, you know, and then we literally had a, a street fight in the second half. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh yeah. But, but then, you know, Aronson, whether it was part of, of that incident or not, he makes way mm-hmm. for Christian Pulisic right. getting his cameo appearance, getting subbed on in the second half. Mm-hmm. And within five minutes of coming on, Captain America delivers. Yeah, man. But he, 
I wouldn't say he delivered. He happened to be on the end of Timothy Weah's yep. effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you gotta give you gotta give Pulisic all the credit for making that run, finding yep. that space, being in front of his man, heading that ball in, and man, I love the t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the man in it. After, for those unaware, mm-hmm. that is based off goal, Mexican goalkeeper Guillermo Ochoa's quote earlier in the week mm-hmm. that when the U.S. men's national team looks in the mirror, the Mexican national team is who they want to see. That's who they want to be. Right. And if I may, I would like to disrespectfully disagree. Yeah, really. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, when we look in the mirror, we don't want to see your inhumane fans. Yeah, really. You know, we don't want to see your thugs on the field. Yeah, really. And we also don't want to see losers. <laughs> we beat them three straight matches. Come on, man. Three straight and two for trophies. Oh, my God. So I'm sorry, Guillermo. When we look in the mirror, we see winners. Thank you. And That's I, I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I follow Cho a little bit. That was a little surprising. I mean, I know he's been a little bit feisty, but that was kind of a classless thing to say. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, it was. You know, it and was, it, which is know. why, by the way, can we also just say what a ballsy move that was by Christian Pulisic to have that shirt ready? <laughs> yeah, really. You're only going to play a half hour, maybe. <laughs> you just imagine after the game, he doesn't score. Just oh, I'm just going to put this in the trash real quick. Right, right, right. So drop this over there. No one's going to no know. No one's going to see it. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, it, it was very classless by him. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, after everything I just listed, mm-hmm. is that really that surprising? Yeah, really. Well, yeah. I mean, I hear you, buddy. I, I really do. Bit, it's just, you know, it, it's it's um, they're so used to being the top dog in this in this region, and we babied yep. them the last two to three years because we were so bad. Let's just be yep. blunt. Before these now? last three games, you know, the, before these last three games, we had a, a couple-year run where they were basically wiping the floor with us. Yeah, but you so, know what this is? What's that? It's the old Mike Tyson quote. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in, in the, the face. face. You're not. Right. This summer has been us just bloody in their nose. Yep. Yeah. It hasn't and been that, pretty most of the time, but that's fine. doesn't and matter. That, it's not supposed that, to be. And that, you know, that initial jab we put in with the Pulisic goal mm-hmm. was the uppercut in the form of Weston McKinney putting the icing on the Dos Acero cake. <laughs> so good. Off a great Mexican assist. Yeah, really. <laughs> that was a great, th- that's beautiful how they played him in. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, he just had that uh, a, a fantastic slotting into the far post. And Dos Acero we go. Absolutely, man. And, you know, uh, and that number, that, that score, just saying that feels good. Oh, it does feel good. Except for the fact that it was in Cincy. Oh, mm-hmm. just doesn't, it doesn't fit right. Yeah, not yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, late in the game, Jesus Ferreira came off the bench and he had a, oh, a pretty good chance at scoring. Mm-hmm. And he missed it. And I know deep down, I want to believe that's because it's Dos Acero. Yeah. That's <laughs> the number. You know, man, I was, I, was at the, I was at the one in, in Columbus, 2001, I guess that is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like seven degrees out, whatever the hell it was freezing. And man, it's it just, it's funny how many times, do you know how many times, I'm not even sure. I, I should have checked how many times we finished two nothing against them several times. I know it's several, it doesn't, you know, whatever it is, is what it is. But, you know, while he does that. But, you know, it, it's, it's a thing. And I, I was at the last game in Columbus. Okay. Where we lost two one. Okay. Okay. And I haven't been back to a game yet since. Oh, all right. Because that hurt so much. And yeah. I was so glad to see the Dos Acero was reestablished. Yeah, man. Regardless of where it was played. And they got to live with that. And obviously they're struggling with that because you shared something with me right before we started doing this segment. 
about Canada and Mexico. Ah, well, let, 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 let's get to that at the end. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Let's Go ahead. save that. Sure. We got a couple, a couple of last things to wrap up. On please, this game please, please. Absolutely. You know, we had the we had Miles Robinson kind of finally showing his youth, mm-hmm. getting double booked at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, that's just showing that youth getting two yellows sent off and suspended for the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, and thought the minute he got, I thought the second one was a little shady. I don't know. I, I think it was more of a yellow than the first. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Cause he got really beat on that second one. Yes, he did. He no beat, doubt. I went, Oh, yeah. I know what's You're coming. Right. That's fair. And McKinney also is going to miss, uh, the Jamaica match, but no matter what, you know, I think we're making a habit of these late winners, mm-hmm. second half adjustments. Yep. And this was just a statement game. With yeah. us shorthanded, and this was more than just a 1-0 scratch-out victory. Right. Uh, you know, this was just a complete and total game from us. Yeah, man. It's the best and one qualifying. I've seen in years. Best one I've our seen in best, years. And it's our best effort in the Burhalter era in a game of consequence. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. Didn't need to go to 120 minutes. Didn't need yeah. to mess with that. Right. Granted, it couldn't. But mm-hmm. most complete and total game. And I, if I could wrap this up, wrap up this game. Please. With a stat for you. Mm-hmm. The clubs in the United States national team hierarchy now have more wins at TQL Stadium than FC Cincinnati does. <laughs> that would be two to uh, one between the women and men's team. And I put out a tweet. Oh and I'm glad someone took me up on it. Mm-hmm. I think I think they took care of it. I, I put out before the game. Can we make sure that all of the FC Cincinnati funk and stink has been cleared out of that stadium? <laughs> we do not need any more hurdles and obstacles yeah, before man. that game. I hear you. So thankfully, but. Let's get to, to let's get to let's get to Tuesday night's game and yeah whether man. whether or not that stunk that stank or funk may have followed him to Jamaica yeah you know well go ahead say what you want to say about it go nuts so very odd game you know we're gonna wonder if there was gonna be any squad rotation mm-hmm. with only two games this window James Sands was added right uh, to help compensate for both Robinson and McKinney being out and a weird five p.m. start time right very odd lineup comes out. Only changes, you know, were Richard stepping in for the suspended Robinson mm-hmm. and Busio for the suspended McKinney. Right, right, right. Second youngest lineup in World Cup qualifying history for the United States. Right, right. And we got off to not such a hot start. No. Jamaica controlled a lot of possession. Our only looks really looked to be over the top. Uh, we tried really, we tried a ton of over the top balls. Mm-hmm. Our midfield took a little bit to grow into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had, you know, the one man army. Timothy Weah had Absolutely. a great individual effort goal. Yeah. Um, he was not to be denied there. He fought through two defenders, yep. somehow got that off the bar, off the post end. Mm-hmm. And I think we even discussed this. Like, I think Jamaica misunderstood the kind of football that was meant to be played. Dude, I, I was going to let you do your thing, and then, you know, I'll add in, and then you, you just, you know, but yeah. <laughs> because This looked like, if I can sum it up real quick, this looked like a Pittsburgh Steelers game. Well... Where the field was just mangled beyond recognition, and there were just hard hits everywhere. I just, oh. I tweeted something out that said, I, "Who knew that Jamaica's soccer team used uh, film from the '85 Bears defense as training material?" Oh yeah. I just, I am just flabbergasted. I got to take a minute here. Um, I am flabbergasted how the personality of this team has changed over the years, because I have followed this team, and they used to have an exuberance. And the joy that they played with this game, win or lose, that is gone. Yeah. I don't know if it was the fact that there was only a few hundred people in the stands. 
I don't know if it's a fact that they feel maybe they feel that they're out already. I don't know if they were tired. I don't know, no, but this they, is not. They played this. They played this way in the Nations Cup. If you yeah, remember, they played. They've been playing against us like this for the last year. And you know what I think this is? I don't we know. joked about it. Okay. You said the reggae boys. We go no. These are now the reggae men. It's like Costa Rica. Jeez, yeah. That that lineup, that age, they're getting mm-hmm. up there. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah they are. It's they are. no longer a youthful squad. And they don't have, I don't know what they got coming up, because if they had something coming up, they'd be playing. Come on. They're you playing, they're, you know, I, I look, I love Speedy, but they're playing a USL player in the midfield. And, yeah. I mean, if you have something going on in the youth, you're subbing this guy, you're giving somebody some time. And, you know, um, you know, plenty of their players in the mid-30s, low-30s. With That's nothing coming right up, now, this you know, this whole thing has just, with the same coach. Th- I'm going 38, 31, 30. I got a couple 21s. Okay, yeah. 29. Was, yeah. You know? It's just. I mean, this is this is getting up there. I don't know, man. And, but it, they've just lost that vibe, and it's so sad to see. It really is. For yeah. me, it's very. And they've turned into a basically a glorified rugby side. It's just, it's not fun to watch. Yeah. It's not enjoyable to watch. The fouls are, are, are very blatant at times. And it's yeah. just, come on, guys, what is that? And, I mean, golly, I don't you know, know. If you want something not too fun to watch was the absolute galazzo by Mikhail Antonio to tie it up. Right. The one guy we had to worry about. The rocket from the midfield. Yeah. That no one shut him down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zach Steffen couldn't get a hand to it. It was, a, it was, you know, I don't know if you would expect anyone else to even get a hand to it. Right, right. But that just—I think—that just took the air out of the game for us. Right, it did. And I'll tell you what—I was real. I'm gonna—I'm gonna put an exclamation point. On what I was just talking about. Yeah. For anybody that watches or listens to this, go back and look at Jamaica's body English after they score the goal. Most yeah. of the guys look, like, yeah, whatever. It was just so weird, man. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I, I, I've been—I'm I'm obsessing part, on that. I'm going to move on. We get to a second <laughs> half where honestly Jamaica did not deserve to end with a draw. No. No, they didn't. Uh, that, that goal. We, we, we avoided a potential handball mm. on Chris Richards in the box. Yeah. Went off his shoulder. Yeah, it did. And then we had whatever this phantom call was on the Jamaica disallowed header. Mm-hmm. I guess they called a foul on Walker Zimmerman. I do remember the, the replay, and it oh. looks like he climbs on him pretty good to get and, it. And I remember Zimmerman was, was also momentum was taking him forward away from the ball. Right, exactly. That's not, And that's a guy who wins duels. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm going right. to use anything as like a, a caveat, mm-hmm. this is a guy who's pretty good in the air. Yeah. And he wasn't even off the ground. Mm-hmm. So you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna play devil's advocate to myself there, that's what it is. Is that there must have been some kind of unfair advantage. Yeah. And it, let's not I, forget, this is also Concacaf. Yeah, man. That's true. <laughs> they might not have. <laughs> it's just I don't know, man. I, I just so, I, I was very. Um, Everything that you talked about, I'll, I'll, I'll say this and then you can finish up with whatever you want. Yeah, the, go ahead. Go ahead. Between the, the lack of a crowd, which had to be a bummer, the yeah. five o'clock start, which is just bizarre, um, the, a the field pitch. that looks like it's out of a grade school. It's out of a friggin' war zone. It, it, you know, yeah. the, 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 seen, the turf I've that was coming up. Prison documentaries with mm-hmm. better workout areas. Yeah. <laughs> and I was saying to myself, look, I got into, you know, because as I was saying, I, I was telling you, I, I got a call for work, so I had to get on this work call because of a problem that was going on. And, you know, I would catch little glimpses of it by the 60th minute. You know, I'm watching a couple minutes. I'm like, please, nobody blow a knee. Please, yeah, nobody blow yeah. a knee. Let's, I, One of the Jamaican mm. players looked like he did. Yeah, that's right. One of the, He twisted and he didn't do anything. All he did was turn his foot. Yeah, that's embarrassing, you know. So for me, and and I'll finish up with this. Um, 
you know, they're coming off this ridiculously emotional win, um, playing a, several of the same players three days later on a shit pitch in a shit atmosphere against players that, that think they're playing rugby. I'm bummed that they didn't get three, but I'm not really bummed that they didn't get three. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like... Yeah. No, I understand. You know, that's I where understand. I'm at with this. You know, take the point on the road. It's this old point on the road thing. Yeah. You know, so I'm bummed that they didn't get the number. I'm bummed that they didn't get six when I thought that they might get a chance. But when you add all that together and you think about it, dude, that's a lot to overcome. It is. Uh, Only I'll say is this is, you know, we chatted about this earlier in the day. I still think that no matter what, at the end of the day, we are three to four goals better than that Jamaica side. But we just never showed it. Yeah. And I said before the week, I said, well, I wanted four points out of this window. Mm Mm-hmm. I meant the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> in a draw with Mexico and three against Jamaica. Right. I'm a little disappointed in these four points. Yeah, yeah, I am a little happened. bit too. I you know it was too. just a, it was just a little like you said, it was a little bit of a letdown game. Never saw that same energy and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, just never seemed to in control of the game. Never capitalized on that way a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seemed like another tip. I hate to put it this way, another typical U.S. game right. where we kind of just played down to our opponent. Mm-hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, we're still in a great position. Yeah. Uh, we're eight. Let's see. Right now, we are in second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, live stats going on right now as we record this. Mm-hmm. Shocker up in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Canada up 2 nothing on Mexico. That's awesome. <laughs> Braced by, Ki- by Kyle Laren. If I saw some photos earlier in the day, it looked like the snow was going on up yes, there. Yes. They were predicting up to eight inches. So, so you know, um, that puts us live table. Without anything finishing, because right now they're in the 79th minute. Right. Canada leads the qualification, wow. 16 points. We're number two at 15. Right. We are, we are a clear six points above not qualifying. Right. Uh, only one point ahead of the uh, playoff game. Right. Uh, with Panama now sitting fourth at 14, mm-hmm. I believe they won tonight. Right. Um. So, you know, that's a little concerning. Right. Uh, but the fact that we are six points ahead mm-hmm. of not not being in some form of qualification, mm-hmm. that's that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got we got let's look at it this way. We got four points right. with less than a total half of a game played from Christian Pulisic right. and no Reina or Dest. Dest. And that's the thing is that this is the that Mexico game gave me enough hope when you add all this stuff together of looking at this Jamaica thing and saying, all right, you know, let's see in the next window what happens because now yeah. this is the deal. Now, I th- we've got three or I think what, we've got five games left. Do I want to say five? Uh, we have six. Six games left. I think there's several winnable games in that. And Well, let's let's get to that in a second. Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. One thing I want to wrap up real quick are some please, positives please. and negatives. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the negatives. I still want to know why Matt Turner didn't get a looking goal hmm. this window. You know, I, I'm in the camp that he's our number one. Okay. You know, I think Zach Steffens had some had some rust. Um, I don't question if Matt Turner could have got to that shot tonight. Right. But I just wonder what happened. Okay. You know, what changed. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I, I'm questioning a little bit Tyler Adams' midfield ownership. Okay. I, I haven't seen him control or really take over a game. Yeah, good point. Uh, especially tonight. I mean, I hate to put it this way. You can't really get burned on a Galazzo, really? but he was the guy. Mm. He didn't shut down Mr. Antonio. And it's hard to say, you know, you could have done something more from 34 yards out, but 
but he was there. Yes, he was. And also, I hate to put it this way, but our, our savior, Ricardo Pepe, is on a bit of a gold drought. Yeah, man. Good point, too. That's an excellent point. Things have gotten quiet. Our savior is not doing savior things. But he had a couple chances tonight, mm-hmm. had a chance against Mexico. Yep. Uh, he ripped a shot tonight. Just mm-hmm. happened to hit a dude. Okay. Dead square on. Um, he's a big kid. I still too. think, Oof. you know, I still think he's he's our best option up top right now. Oh, absolutely, now. absolutely. Um, I I think it would, and you know, going into the next window, we might take a look at someone else. I don't know who that would be. Well, wait, you're, you're um, not you're not in the bring back Josie camp. <laughs> I I don't know if Josie still has hamstrings. <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind if you bring in someone like a DK or a Zardes as well. Right, right. Um, just something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, positives. Tim Weah, as you're in your starting 11 now, Jeez, this is his coming out party. Unbelievable. I can't wait to see him and Pulisic on opposite sides of the field. Absolutely. Dart in and out with Arena in between. Mm-hmm. That's the you that's know? what I want to see. I mean, I'm just you know? waiting for... When, when, when he gets his shot, when Gio gets his shot, I almost said Claudio again. When he gets his shot with this lineup, now that they've got a little bit of a chemistry and a little bit of a vibe going, look out. Yeah. Look out. This region is, not, has, is not going to be ready for it. Another guy I thought was surprisingly solid was DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah. I was going to say know? that before. I totally agree with you. He totally was surprisingly agree. solid. Uh, did, did a lot of great covering. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't put himself in bad situations. Um, was really good on that back line, as, I'm going to say, as a veteran presence. Mm-hmm. You know, for a guy who's been in and out, in and out, in and out. Totally agree. Um, you know, was surprisingly solid. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was a big fan of Eunice Musa in mm-hmm. this in this this window. He look he looks strong in the midfield in yeah. the sense of, you know, he can hold that ball. He can get away from people. Um, I still think he's a he's little bit finding his place. Right. You know, he seemed a little tentative at times, mm-hmm. making those driving runs out of the midfield. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple instances tonight where he just shrugged off whoever was marking him on from Jamaica. Right. You know, he he's got that strength, and you can see it. Yeah. Um, that's a strong dude. Mm-hmm. And I still think that's that's our strongest midfield is him, uh, Adams, and McKinney. Right. And I just need to see them all get on the same page. Right. And, you know, you mentioned something, too. These There's a lot of youthful players who are still kind of filling out, yeah. you know, muscle-wise and, you know, muscularly or musculature or whatever the word is. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we, I've said this before, uh, you know, this, this cycle is about creating the base for hopefully a time when four years from now, We've got players, the quality of Dest, who are fighting to get on the 18 because that's yeah. when you compete against the world. You know, having having a nice, solid starting 11 is great for 70 minutes. You know, you, but you've got to have that quality off the bench, you know, and we just don't, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, there, it's, it's I, I, I'm okay right now after after that debacle, the last cycle. I oh, guess. yeah. And speaking of next cycle, mm-hmm. we get home El Salvador, Absolutely away to winnable. Canada, and home Honduras. Yep. Needs seven to nine points. Absolutely, that's a, and that is that's got to be seven. I you there's no excuse for not beating El Salvador here. None. And Honduras here and Honduras. There's absolutely no there's oh, no wait, excuse. Those are your two last teams. place teams. Right, they're awful. At six and three points. Right. No. They have excuse. a combined one win. Right. Granted, we also just drew with the only other team with a combined one win, mm-hmm. but that was also on the road. Right, and so in, in a very difficult seven, situation. I mean, like I said, we mentioned seven to that. nine points in that January window. The only mm-hmm. thing that slightly concerns me: away to Canada in yeah. late January, early February. It could be playing on ice. It could be hockey. <laughs> We're going to be snow classico again, opposite way around. <laughs> Bring your skates. 
but we need 79, seven to nine mm-hmm. points in that window because yeah. the final window concerns me. If yeah, we it's need tough. Results. Last three games, last couple games are tough. At Azteca to start that, yep. that last window, mm-hmm. home against Panama, yep. and then away to Costa Rica. Right. So I think we need On to do field. business next window. Yeah. Clinch put yourself out. Put yourself out of Reach. out of contention in yep. the best way. You know what I mean by that best way sure. possible. Absolutely. And seven points get you to a place where yeah. lock it up. You know, and just get it over with. Where you know maybe three points in the last three games is all you need. You know, but just get it done. Just I agree with you totally, man. Totally. And let's see if we can get because let's see that 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 next window Panama who is behind us. Mm-hmm. They they play. Let me see here. Make sure. They got Costa Rica, Jamaica, and Mexico. Okay, not easy. So not easy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. Canada is going to have. Oh, of course, my Wi-Fi slows down. <laughs> Canada is going to have Honduras, us, and El Salvador. Right. So basically, the same schedule we do. Right. Uh, we did. I think we just need to keep pace with what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Mexico, and we're the better squad. Everybody else. We're definitely the better squad than Canada. So there's no doubt Mexico, that you can get a point up there. Mexico gets Jamaica, Costa Rica, Panama. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to expect them, unless we broke them, as yeah. you joked. Unless <laughs> think, we broke them, we I'm going to expect they get at least seven points out of that. Right. So the key here is, you know, just get your seven to nine points next window. Yep. And then steal. I'm going to say steal at least four. I'm going to say five. Okay. Five points out of that. Mm-hmm. I, I envision a win against Panama, yeah. and I'm going to say we should win at Costa Rica. But again, I also said we should have won tonight. Yeah. So without knowing any other circumstances, we're in a good position. It's not the best, mm-hmm. you know. But you can't really complain at four, three, and one. No, you can't. And 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 hopefully, I don't know where Gio, Gio is with with the injury, and hopefully Pulisic is at a hundred percent, and um, you know that will be somewhat and Dest as well. So you know, hopefully, I don't know where they are with their injuries. I don't know how severe. Uh, all of that is, but hopefully they're back in a month or two. What is it? Two months, yeah. right? Late January. Yeah. So Last week, January, first week, February. Two months. You know, so we'll see what happens, man. Uh, do you want to finish up with anything? Because there's one thing we didn't mention in the first segment that I'm going to stick in here at the end. But do you want to go, go ahead, ahead or do you want me to do it? No, go ahead. You know, the funny thing that we didn't mention about Cam Lancaster scoring that goal, I saw it and I was like, you know what? I re- it was the same day. We played that game the same day as the when we won the 2017 championship. Yep. And I remember Cam scoring that last goal, so I did a little research. Yeah. Cam scored that goal in the 88th minute in 2017, same night he scores on the 89th minute yeah. to win a game. And I was like, man, he could have hurried a little bit. That would have been the most incredible stat. So you're, of- <laughs> saying, you're saying, so hold on, that was 2017? Yep. So you're saying if he's still playing in 2025, <laughs> exactly, he's going to score on the 90th. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Last little side note. Last little side note. Do it, man. Just, 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 just for fans and how dumb fans can be. Yep. I don't even remember who said it in Scouts House. Mm-hmm. Someone said it Saturday night that we need to start looking at moving on from Cam because he's just not the same player. Oh no, no, no. And I went, no. no. You talk about the guy who just bagged twenty goals. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember who it was. And if you're listening, don't speak up. <laughs> well, yeah. What, what, what are we worrying about? His performance going down to twelve. I mean, <laughs> I just, it, it blew my mind. So, yeah, you, you know, know what? I think that guy might be on Greg Berhalter's scouting staff. There you go. <laughs> so, so you know what? Let's, 
let's celebrate the positives. Absolutely, you know, man. It's been a got, great, great week. You know, seventh straight Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Louisville's going to get a big spotlight Saturday afternoon. Yes, they are. And we continue to have Mexico in our back pocket and may Good. have actually broken them. Yeah, there you go. Rompo. <laughs> and and let's let's never speak about what happened in, in, in Jamaica again. Yeah, there you go. We're going to move on. Well, brother, <laughs> once again, I truly appreciate you being a part of the show. And uh, yes, hopefully we're going to do this again at least two more weeks talking about soccer. Yeah, let's hope. All right. Let's not hope. Let's go ahead and do it. Absolutely, pal. All right, you hang in there. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. I want to thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution. Really appreciate him. He's a great guy, and you all are great people. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, once again, we are on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love, everyone. I don't know why I like saying that so much. Anyway, wanted to end it with something that's kind of obvious, but I think worth mentioning over and over. Folks, seven straight conference championship games. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? And when you think about the quality of this league, how much it's gone up the last five, six years. Jeez Louise. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. All the great memories, right? The wins, of course. Obviously, great, great memories. But you know what? Some of the losses, too, like, you know, drove up to Rochester with, with Mike and Kathy Ryan, and, you know, that loss was tough, but it was, was a, you know, just, it was the first time we'd ever done it, you know? And then going out to Jersey, and then losing again, also with Mike and Kathy, and then with Shauna as well. And, man, you know, the players coming over, it was very sad, you know, you know, having worked so hard and losing, but then there's the wins. But the most important thing is the camaraderie, isn't it? And then knowing, like I tweeted this week, let me tell you something. You know how many professional and college teams, like big-time college programs, big-time college programs, would beg for half of the success that we've had in the last seven years? Or maybe just a couple of those years? We are so blessed to have what we have here. And then you have what I think is just one of the most awesome things I've ever seen, and that is you know, people being flown out to Tampa this week. The team putting it on their own expenses to have fans out there. And there will be hundreds and hundreds of people out there rooting uh, the boys in purple out this weekend. And man, it kills me that I can't go. I wish I could. I, I, this is the first one I'm missing. I, I've been to all of them. But life is like that, folks. So for all of you, uh, please cherish every moment of this. This is not normal. The day's coming where we're not going to get into that conference final and just whatever. You know, going to be a losing season someday probably too. Who knows? Maybe they'll get relegated if that happens 10 years. I don't know. But I do know that I have cherished every single moment of these seven years with you all. And I hope you have as well. How many years you've been around? Doesn't matter. Man, I love being a part of this. So with that... Once again, thanks to Joey. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. I wish you a great rest of the week to everybody going to Tampa. Be safe. Have fun. Come on, it's Tampa. <laughs> there's water. There's, there's the Gulf. Enjoy it. For those not going, we'll watch it on TV. Cheer as loud as we can. Hopefully get, we get one more, man. That would be awesome. But let's get this one first. Love you guys. I really do. Wish you all the very best. And we'll see you Saturday. <laughs>